People often confuse maturity with being older, and while the two at times can intersect, they don't always. We're going to break down what maturity is and isn't, and why it's an important soft skill. All that and more coming up next. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, where we help you unleash the power of soft skills. Here are your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. Take it away, guys. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, episode number 40. First, let me set the stage. My name is Bob Graham, and with me, as always, is the ever more mature Dr. Tobin Porterfield. We research soft skills. We have seen the important role of soft skills in our careers, in our students' lives, and in those around us. And we're using vehicles like this podcast to spread the word about soft skills and how they make a difference in people's lives. Let's start our discussion about being mature by saying right off, Toby, some of the people you and I know probably would argue that we are not the best people to be talking about being mature, but we're going to prove them wrong, or at least try to today. So what can you offer, Toby? Bob, are you calling our wives in on this? Is that uh, is that it? Because you're right. When we start to talk mature, then I always think about, well, then what's it mean to be immature? And yeah, you, you always put yourself in a in a bad spot when you start talking about something that somebody's gonna gonna uh, throw back in your face. But yeah, maturity is such an important issue today um, in today's workplace, rather. But uh, boy, it's a tough one to get your arms around because you're right. So often we make the kind of incorrect choice to say, oh, it's the same as age, and so we expect older people to be more mature. And I I think when you and I've talked about it, it's more about having experiences and applying those experiences. And so we can find people who are quite young that are mature in how they um, interact at work, and there are people who are older who are quite immature or maybe, you know, uh, inappropriate in how they handle situations. I would agree, and I, I, I was thinking of an example. I have a nephew who is, I believe, 12 years old or about to be 12 years old, and he plays basketball on a traveling basketball team. And uh, my um, a relative was explaining to me, his father and then a friend was describing that this kid is not just a good basketball player. He's really mature. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? And it's like he knows what to do and why it matters. And I thought that was kind of interesting to describe it, even in an 11-year-old, 12-year-old, that they can be mature on the basketball court. And the description, he knows what to do and why it matters, really stuck with me the other day as I was thinking about this podcast, that if you know what matters and why it matters, that may be a big part of maturity, wouldn't you think? Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I was trying to think of, you know, ways to get our heads around this and to help our listeners on that. And I was thinking, yeah, also to look at the opposite and say, well, a person who's immature, we all, we often will hear someone say, well, they just don't act their age. Right. And, and I think that's what we're looking for is that we're, we're looking for people to uh, behave in a way that is appropriate for someone who is uh, dealing with a complex situation. Or giving the appropriate response to a situation, right? So the uh, the appropriate response when you and I are just goofing off is to be telling jokes and goofing off. But when we're doing a podcast, it probably isn't the time for us to be making jokes about things that we would typically joke about. We're focused on the podcast and talking about maturity today. So it's knowing situationally when it's appropriate to do certain things. And I hear myself saying that, Toby, and, and think that there have been plenty of times in my career and in my personal life where I have gotten close to that 
line and probably going way over that line. So to even be saying it and sounding like I know what I'm talking about is probably um, a level of uh, fantasy, if not maturity. <laughs> I'm sure at least a few of our listeners appreciate that. Um, you know, maturity, though, is one of those really difficult ones. When we look at our 55 soft skills, I believe it's number 28 in the list just alphabetically. But it's one of those that's it runs a different course than a lot of our soft skills because it is something that while you can clearly be coached in it and having that feedback from people is really important when developing maturity and and understanding when you've handled something well and when you've uh, responded poorly. Um, it's one of those soft skills where it's it, it's it has to be learned through experience and practice. And that's some of the more difficult ones. I mean, when we talk about uh, communication skills and storytelling and things like that, um, there's there's instructional videos on that. There's uh, ways we can practice. There's exercises in so many things. But with maturity, it really has to come down to having those experiences. And then, you know, like many soft skills, pulling in some other things, we talk about reflecting and the power of reflecting on what you've done is to really look back at situations, whether that's a meeting or an interaction with your supervisor or, or, or a customer where you really stop and reflect back and learn from that experience and think, ah, now I see why they were confused. I didn't explain myself clearly or I didn't bring the proper support materials with me. Ah, I've learned from that experience. I would say, boy, big check plus. Now we're showing maturity in that we've we've realized that something didn't go as well as it should have. We're now going to handle it differently in the future. And if we, in fact, do that, I think we're showing maturity. And isn't it also, Toby, we can watch people around us who are mature and follow what they do and sort of analyze it and say, oh, that's what they do and that's what maturity is. Uh, For instance, I, I know someone that I find to be very mature and he always listens to understand before making any kind of statement on anything. I mean, truly listens like if you had a string for listening, he takes that string probably 30 yards further than anyone else would ever consider to take it. And at the end, he's got all the information and he can make a really great decision. And I've watched him do this time and again. And it's like it's such a great attribute and being able to watch him and say, that's part of what makes him mature is that. And I can adapt that. I can bring that into my own life. And and really apply it. I think that's sort of another they another way that we can do this is just looking at other people and saying, "Wow, that person's mature. What is it that they do that assigns that word in my mind to that person?" You know, I think you you hit on something there that. And for our listeners, we want to you know make things uh, manageable. And so, a word I would use to describe what we're talking about is experienced. And and when you talk about a leader who's experienced in you know all these things, but I'm so cautious, and we were careful to not just use that word experienced because I think that's a little harder to get our heart wrap our hand, heads around than mature is. And if we can explain mature in such a way where we we've learned from experiences and we can apply them to new situations, that's where maturity comes in. Where and we we had talked during our. Uh, our six weeks of serious soft skills, we talked about experience and how some people have progressive experience where they really learn from their experiences year after year. And, and uh, I uh, uh, 
uh, kind of laugh back at some of the people I worked with in the past who who have 30 years of experience, but I would argue they had the same experience 30 times over. They never really grew. They never really matured. Uh, they were like a first year employee for 30 years. And uh, so I think that's what we're looking at. And, and actually, this is such a strange one mature, but I actually see it in job descriptions. I actually see this word used, and I always uh, I look at it and say, okay, I understand wh- why that would be important in your work situation and why you'd want to list it in a job description, but how is it that one teases that out in the job interview? How do you how do, what do I look for in a resume, a cover letter, and, and that that I would say, wow, this person's mature. So I, I think that's something that I think w- w- would benefit our folks. Yeah, I I wouldn't even know where to hazard a guess there, Toby. That that that's a really good point. We, we you you've kind of caught me off guard. I was going to move more to a discussion of some of the things I thought were uh, sort of signs to me that you might be moving towards maturity, and uh, and maybe give me a little time to think about your um, how would a person be considered? Because I think it's a great point. But can can I move in a little different direction? Yeah, let's do that, and then then we'll take our our regular break, and when we come back after the break, we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about what that might look look like uh, if you found it on a job description, and how you would address that. Okay, good. I'm going to need the five minutes to think about while we do the rest of it. So thank you for that. I was sort of thinking, Toby, in terms of ways that you might figure how you demonstrate maturity on a day-to-day basis. I was thinking of a couple of situations in my own life and people I've talked to in work in the last couple of weeks. And one is knowing when to fight something and when to walk away. And I think knowing when to fight is this is really important to whoever we're trying to serve or it's an important policy and we need to talk through it more. Or is it a walk-away situation where it's been decided, it doesn't really make a big difference, and my fighting it is just going to slow down the works? And when we think about all the soft skills, I really think at their core, they're about making things be more efficient and operationally better between people. So if we're, we're fighting when we shouldn't fight, that's a bad thing. And when I say fight, I don't mean like throw fists at people, but just, you know, try to get a change in policy or procedure that may or may not be a good thing to do. But there's a time when you just have to walk away, either because it's not that important or it's not the right time. And that's when I think as I get more mature, I start to see more of that. This just isn't the right time to make this change. It's a great idea, but its time isn't quite there. Does that sort of make any sense, Toby? I know we're dancing around today. I openly admit it, but I'm hoping you're hearing me and you can at least tell me that makes no sense, Bob. No, it does make sense for me. I'm hoping that rings true for folks because I think that's a good illustration of what we've learned from experience. And if we have, then how will we make decisions? We know, hey, been down that road before. I fought about things and, and I look and say it's not core to what we're trying to accomplish, so it's okay to let that slide. And, and you're right, knowing when to, to let it go and when the ship has already sailed and we can just move on. Yeah, and then another one to me is knowing how to to achieve an objective that others have not been able to in the past. And I would say this really goes with the last one in some ways because it's sort of like, okay, I'm going to walk away from this one today, but I'm going to make this happen over the next year. And here's how I'm going to do it. I need to set these steps in motion to get to the overall objective. And knowing how to 
how to accomplish that process working with people so that they feel valued and they feel some sort of input in the process, not they got railroaded. Right. And that ties right in with our, some of our discussions on perseverance and knowing one, what, which of those items are a priority that's worth persevering through and where it just might be a timing issue, where now's not the right time, but we can revisit it in the future. Right. And then the third one that comes to mind for me is just sort of being able to read people in a room and get a sense of when it's time to bring up an issue that might be complicated or when it's time to lighten the mood a little bit or maybe it's time to be really serious or be really quiet. And I will tell you, I think it's some, in some cases I'm very good at that and in some cases I'm really bad at that. And I think when I talk to people, they, they always tell me the same thing. Oh, you, no one's ever perfect at that. But sort of reading that room and reading people and getting a real quick read on, okay, this is not the day to do this because whatever. Yeah, and I think that's a perfect example where when we're in a situation where we see a, a person maybe in a leadership role in a meeting, in an event, who has that ability, and you, you can feel you can detect it, and you say, wow, that they knew that it you know, was the right time or they knew it was the wrong time to speak. And those are those great opportunities. And you've discussed this before about identifying mentors and, and not a necessarily a formal mentoring relationship, but to talk to that person after the meeting and say, hey, I noticed, I, I, did, I picked up on that, that during the meeting, you knew how to move the conversation. You knew when to cut that person off and get us back on track. Hey, can you help me with that? How did you know? And how did you do that? No one was offended, but yet you kept us on point. Um, I want to work on that. And getting that input from someone who clearly has developed the skill and and adopt it for yourself. Sounds great, Toby. It's probably time for us to take a break now. And then we'll come back and sort of talk through what we sort of left hanging four or five minutes ago, which is how does maturity show up in a job interview and what would a company look for? And then correspondingly, what does the interviewee want to offer? So let's take a short break. Let's take a short break. You're listening to the Serious Soft Skills Podcast. Did you know that the Serious Soft Skills Podcast is now available on Stitcher and iHeartRadio? as well as iTunes, Google Play, and most other podcast platforms. You probably do know that, but others don't know about our podcast yet. If you would take a few moments and write an honest review on iTunes or wherever else your people like you... If you would take a few moments to write an honest review on iTunes or wherever else people look for podcasts, you would help others find out about our work. The number one way people find out about podcasts is from reviews by other people. You can give us stars, and we, we encourage you to be honest. We do pay attention to what people say, and we hope you'll take a few moments to help us spread the word on soft skills. Thank you very much. Now, back to the Serious Soft Skills Podcast. 
All right, Bob. So we've been talking about uh, the what we determine describe as the soft skill of mature to be mature. Um, we've equated it some to uh, uh, experience and, and learning from our uh, experiences that we've had and be able to apply them to the future. And I mentioned before the break that it occurred to me that I've seen that in job advertisements. And so during the break, I did a quick Google search. I'm sorry, not a Google search. I went into Indeed.com and did a quick search just for our region for the word mature. And right off the bat, it came up in 193 job advertisements. But I'm not sure they're using it the way we're using it. And so I would I would ask you, since you did that research while I was doing that marvelous ad read, um, can you sort of uh, tell us some of the places where you're seeing it so we can test whether it is really maturity or if it's some other thing that maturity is standing in for? Like so many uh, soft skills, it's used in a range of ways. And we see everything from uh, uh, an assistant at a kennel where they're saying we want a, a mature individual. And right before it, they talk about responsible or dependable. And so they're looking for someone who can be reliable, which, you know, that's a very different application from we, we see it in major companies in our region who say we're looking for a mature individual. And they mention things about judgments, decision making, um, uh, ability to lead. So a very, a, a very wide range when that term maturity comes up. So one, we certainly have some contextual factors of what does maturity look like in that organization, in that job? When you say a mature, mature judgment or mature attitude or those things, we're moving from what you and I are describing, the verb of being mature, to the adjective of mature, which means it's modifying a noun, which is slightly different. It's that context issue of are we really des- are we really describing something else that we want you to be good at, or are we talking about a core item like that you're reliable, you're responsible, that type of mature, or are you able to apply yourself in ways that are mature in judgments and in your actions? Right, and when you say mature judgment, I could give you an anecdote from my career where I used mature judgment which to me would be judgment beyond just everyone has it. When we see that term or we see uh, maybe it's reflected in one of our uh, uh, performance appraisals where this maturity issue comes up is to really tease it out some and see, well, what are we looking for here? And then can I, can I give you an illustration of how I learned from my experience and then made different decisions in the future? And so, and so realizing that maturity comes from learning from, reflecting on experiences, and making better decisions in the future. And if, on the other hand, the organization is really looking for someone who's dependable and reliable, then that gives us the opportunity to tell anecdotes about how you went above and beyond the call that you can be counted on to perform and to to know what needs to be done and, and do it. So I think we're looking for that storytelling and that it's incumbent upon us then to to determine what application of maturity they're looking for and then being able to equate that to our own kind of story to tell. I'm glad we uh, uh, were able to dive into this one. It's a, it's one that 
I'm so glad that we've included it in the 55 soft skills because it does come up. We do see it out there. It's not one that's kind of runs behind the scenes. It's in those job advertisements. We, you know, people discuss it, people use the term and, and we really uh, want to be able to unwrap that some and, and be able to talk really about what lies under it. That That's probably it for this week's episode. Next week, we're actually going to talk about uh, an even more unusual soft skill and that's being able to escalate. Um, no, you're not going up the escalator, but rather it's um, how do we deal with issues at work, which issues need to be moved to a higher level, and which issues do we need to deal with ourselves. Uh, that's next week. So until next time, thanks for listening. Good day, and of course, good soft skills. You've been listening to Serious Soft Skills with your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. If you like what you hear, then take a moment to review us on iTunes. Looking for more insights on soft skills? Then check out our website, SeriousSoftSkills.com, for blog posts, newsletters, and other resources. And look for a new episode of Serious Soft Skills every Wednesday. Wednesday.